Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's January 29th, 2020, and this is episode 8 of Today in Agronomy. Allie, our last show of January, and if my simple math that I was doing pre-show here is right, we're 82 days away from April 20th, which... um, in a perfect world, I hope we're out in the field planting corn and soybeans around that time. So hard to think that as it's cold winter, but um, a late harvest and uh, certainly um, planting season kind of feels like it's right around the corner. Yeah, I when you were figuring that up, I was kind of leery of you shooting out that number of how close we are. It's making me making me nervous already. But as we look at this week's show, you know, we talked more phosphorus last week. Really want to focus in on potassium here. Just another common yield limiting factor for corn, soybeans, and alfalfa across southeast Minnesota. Um, When I look at potassium, I think it's always important to know as we work through the show today, what is that critical level that we're going to hone in on? And and for us here in southeast Minnesota, 150 parts per million is that number you want to keep in your mind. Um, Certainly some people can can maybe get by with a little bit lower levels than that, but 150 is that number that comes to mind. So I think as you start to dig into, in last week's shows, we walked through some of the intensive soil sampling that you did across um, the Midwest, and then on down into Minnesota. Um, and that critical level for folks that are actually sitting at or above that critical level, um, the trends across the Midwest get worse for potassium. So 70% of folks are below the optimum level for potassium across the Midwest. Midwest, Pretty staggering number, Josh. Yeah, it is. And, um, you know, I guess I don't have any scientific basis, but in my opinion, across Southeast Minnesota Alley, I'm a believer that potassium, you know, from a macronutrient standpoint, might be our most limiting factor in yield of of corn and soybeans. And there's many reasons, again, kind of like phosphorus alley, that uh, we see that downward trend. Um, You know, some of those same reasons from, you know, the increase in rented acre, the increase, you know, our yields are going up. Um, and certainly economics are playing a role in this. But one thing, Ellie, when it comes to potassium, of, of why this trend has started and why we're seeing potassium being more deficient than phosphorus, I think if we rewind 20 years ago and we think about that transition we made from dry starter to liquid starter, um, you know, I personally think that is that was really the start of this potassium downward trend. And if we kind of take a trip down memory in our dry starter days, a lot of us were probably using 923.30. So back when we were dry starter, 50% of our starter was potassium. You fast forward now where we're all low volume liquid, 1034.0 or 624.6. You look at that amount of potassium in starter and it's nearly zero to nothing. So you go back and I mean, that trend, I think in some cases we didn't offset that very well when we first made that transition to more bulk applications, yields climb, more rented acres through that time. And uh, here we sit in 2020 with... of our soils in Minnesota being below the critical level. Well, you hit on starter there too. And I think, you know, you kind of high level mentioned some of those factors that are contributing um, to levels trending down. I think one more thing we did want to make sure that we hit on is the fact that as we look at maybe manure applications and how those have shifted from in the past, um, we maybe had more bedding, stover material type um, applications, a lot more liquid applications. So we're not getting, um, as much of that stover component to replace some of those removal rates. Yeah, and on all those things combined is, is kind of what's what's led to the situation. And uh, um, important as we, we talk about potassium and, and that critical level, you know, as we look at some of the, the yield impacts uh, when we fall below those optimum levels, um, kind of back to that 2016 uh, soil sample study we did, Allie, 
um, across the Midwest. If we look at that, kind of like we looked at phosphorus like this last week too, um, you know, 150, that critical level, as we start falling below that, we see that yield trend really fell off across, across the, the Corn Belt. And it's really once you get to 120 or below that that gets to be really steep. And at that point, we start falling below 120, seeing that, you know, 5 to 15% yield hit uh, just from soil test potassium is uncommon. I think it's also important, Allie, too, um, we're talking yield hit, but certainly when you think about agronomics, potassium can play a role as well. Josh, when we look at how soil test levels of potassium um, outside of yield can maybe affect the plant, I think of overall agronomics, so how they contribute to poor stock quality, standability. So really important to keep those top of mind as well outside of, you know, maybe the, the yield production across those acres. I think also it's important to know we do visually see these symptoms in terms of deficiency across southeast Minnesota. On corn, these symptoms are going to show as um, – some yellowing necrosis of the leaf margins on the older leaves of the plant. Um, symptoms are going to begin at the leaf tip and then progress progress on down the margin toward the leaf base. Um, it is important to note, um, sometimes when you're out in a field, you could potentially start to mistake um, nitrogen deficiency over potassium, but overall, those are the things you're going to see um, in terms of deficiency around potassium. Outside of that, Josh, the flip side of deficiency would be having too much. Maybe how does that impact alfalfa? Yeah, in, in, in southeast Minnesota, a lot of dairy producers and a lot of alfalfa still grown across the area. And alfalfa is a unique crop. Certainly, we want to make sure we're maintaining those critical levels. It's a large consumer of potassium. On the flip side, it is also alfalfa is defined as a luxury consumer of potassium. So what I mean by that is if you're over applying or maybe some acres that are getting a lot of manure, a lot of applications, if you're above those critical levels, alfalfa will take it up just for the sake of taking it up. You're not going to get any yield advantage. You can get some high potassium levels, but you're actually just kind of wasting some along the way. Allie, when we come out of break, we'll get into some additional management factors for potassium across southeast Minnesota.